Ready Check Radio. What's up, Internet? It's Thursday. It's 7 p.m. Eastern. That means here at twitch.tv slash readycheckradio, it's time for The Relic Grind, our Final Fantasy XIV Square Enix podcast, where we talk about all things Final Fantasy XIV and Square Enix. Imagine that. I'm your host, Mike Byrne, a.k.a. Magic Man, as always, and we've crossed into the three digits last week with episode 100. Yay, us. Yay! So now we are off to the races for the next 100, episode 101 coming at you right now. We've got chat hanging out with us live. If you're checking this out on YouTube, on readycheckradio.com or Audible, Spotify, any of those podcast platforms, we appreciate it. While you're there, give us a thumbs up, a like, a subscribe, a turn on the notifications and a comment and a review, whatever, whatever. Yes, we do, <laughs> Mr. Winter. We have a show for each Dalmatian now. That was the goal. <laughs> Once we're done here today, we'll just wrap it up and shut it all down. That was the goal. We have achieved it. Uh, but we appreciate you. We appreciate appreciate you watching us and supporting us. If you like what we do here, come hang out and chat on the website there. We've got all the socials. It's really easy to follow us. Joining me to go over every exciting bit from the week, Mr. Chris Montoya, a.k.a. Tarkoth. What's up, sir? Greetings, programs. Man, what a week, huh? Did, I know. Did you like that trailer, that movie trailer last yeah, week? Yeah, that, that movie trailer. Yeah. The, that Fast and the Final Fantasy sixteen Chocobo Drift. Yes. Well, well, Chocobo Glide. I mean, there was yeah, there was like a little drift yeah, there. A drift. I think I think Come the on. ship. I think the ship did more of a drift than the Chocobo though. Like you look uh, at the no, wake. We just need Clive to say it's all about family. Yeah, you look at the wake on that the behind that ship, and you're like, that bitch pulled a straight U-turn. Like, no, that yeah. is not how ships work. <laughs> no, that is not. That is not but good. But most ships don't have rockets either. We're, we'll get to all of that, mm, I'm fair. sure. But joining us, brand new host filling in for Kronos. It's Paul Berlin, a.k.a. Flynn. What's up, sir? Hey, thank you so much for inviting me to the show. Absolutely love what you guys have done for the last 100 shows. Aw, you're too kind. Oh, you're, like, you're like one of the 50 that watch. That's so cool. Thank you. <laughs> it's um, the highest. Oh, oh, it's you the guys highest don't know. I've been blessed <laughs> to have the, the three of you on my own podcast as well yeah, so it's yeah, been a yeah. nice to interact with you in multiple circles now yeah within crisis mm. we'll, we'll we'll plug that at the end of the show and uh, you guys can go check that out both tark and i and chronos have been on some are going to be on some so definitely check it out that's uh that's more than just like a final fantasy 14 thing like there there could be anything on the on the boards for that that podcast so oh yeah you've watched jason winters watched at least three episodes of this it's the highest quality programming on youtube nobody watches uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh. Fantastic audio, fantastic video, wonderful transitions, fantastic art. We love the fifty of you that watch. <laughs> we we absolutely love you. It's a we adore you. We adore you. It's it's a I, thing of passion. Hey, before we get started though, uh, Flynn, welcome as the the new third on the host over in Wales. A little bit late your time, so we appreciate you accommodating this to be part of the show. I wanted to, uh, you know, Kronos was like very. Um, hardcore raid, you know, that type of stuff. So let's kind of place you in your Final Fantasy XIV experience. When did you start playing the game? What draws you to it? Are you more casual? Are you more hardcore? Are you somebody like, you know, Tark and I are kind of like skew to the hardcore side of 
of the mid middle. Yeah, you were like mid-core, if that's a word. Yeah. Like, where do yeah. you fall in? What's your main? Like, give us your 14 history. Right, let's start. Uh, way back when uh, 1.0 was a thing, uh, I managed to find a copy on uh, for my PC for the lowly price of, I think, the exchange rate at the time would have been $2. <laughs> that so, sounds yeah. about right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I uh, picked it up, uh, started playing. Not on the crew, out of really playing MMO at all at that point. So, so you I didn't come from like time. you didn't come from like World of Warcraft or Final Fantasy Eleven or EverQuest uh, or anything like that. RuneScape would be the closest, but even in yeah. that, all I did was chop down trees. <laughs> so I couldn't tell you what any content was in RuneScape other than I went chopping trees. That's that's what most people do <laughs> in RuneScape. So that's, you you were right right on right at home. Yeah. So then we have one by dose spent most of the time chilling in Limsa, fishing on the bridge that connects the town to Middle Lenosha. That is where I spent 90% of my uh, don't have to pay to play time yeah. during that era. <laughs> I do remember it was around the time that uh, Materia was added. Yeah. So it was from that time then I stopped playing because my PC decided to crap out. Probably then, because uh, of version 1.0. Like, you probably... Yeah. Yeah. Too much barrel. Too yeah, much you, you beat the hell out of your fans is what happened there. <laughs> yeah. So after that, uh, forgot 14 was a thing for a while. Then uh, on comes 2.0. Heard about it, didn't get to play it. Then a friend of my wife's, uh, when we was visiting, I did on in the background. Uh, during Mortona, back during the transition period of it being built. Yeah. So I was like, oh, this is a far fancy, isn't it? He was playing Dragoon. It's like, oh, do you want to go? Yeah, try. Did not have a clue how to use the controller at that point. It's like, uh, how do I do anything? And I died to a toad. Of course. Like, like you do. <laughs> like you do. Yeah. So uh, a few months after that, after I got a PlayStation 4, I managed to pick up, again, a dirt cheap copy of 2.0 for PS3 for about three quid. <laughs> I uh, got a free upgrade to PS4. Uh, this is around Circus Tower. But for our American new, viewers, three quid is about eighty dollars. Don't worry about it. It's pretty much equal these days. Forget forget conversion rates. Just trust me on that. Yeah. One. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, Real Circus Tower is when I actually joined. Started as Lancer when it Dragoon. I've always just in being well to spell with the dragon ties is just common for us to go. Dragoon-esque. So, uh, yeah, I played Dragoon as my main for uh, until the end of uh, Stormblood. Uh, initial launch of Stormblood, then I sought to Dark Knight just to help out people in the free company I was in. Went through a while there of not really playing. Ended up deleting my character at the time, uh, which was Flynn, where my name comes from. And, yeah, eight months later, came back to the game, started fresh. Decided, you know what, I'll go a bit more folklore-esque and went with the name Mifrandia, another <laughs> name for Gandalf from Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Just to yeah. go even crazy with uh, just heritage and stuff. <laughs> and started as just so everybody that was a dork playing the game was like, there's another dork. Ah, yes. It is nice that we recognize our and, own. <laughs> yeah, when you go to a line trade, it's like, me. <laughs> Frontier does leave a Gandalf, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, it's nice to get up. So for a long time, I was more of a casual player. Just come on, hang out with friends, do dailies, just chill, all that stuff. 
but I'm finally part of a very casual static, to put it lightly. We are a bunch of people who have never done Endgame. Yeah. So mm. we are now at the point of uh, learning Rubicante. Oh, cool. So mm -hmm. going from no Endgame to uh, learning Sophia, since uh, four of us had already cleared it, so we helped them through. Then we went to Zodiac, to Heidelin. I'm going through the extremes now before we do the savage jump. Nice. Nice. Cool. So welcome yeah, to, so this welcome group, to the there's show. There's a lot of actually wanted to sit and learn and talk. So am I the most hardcore now of the three? Yes. <laughs> I yeah, so. I mean, I guess so. Yeah, because I, I would consider myself behind you because I don't roll with a static. Like, we run similar content, but you're running it statically. I do it sporadically. Are you running the ultimate? Yeah, I do the ultimates. Yeah, I'm, I'm the, way slower okay. than everybody else because I just, you know, get in there and mm. fart around with a party finder for two hours for a little while and then don't mm. play it for four yeah. or five days type deal. So you, <laughs> you and Kronos were always ahead of me and, okay. and always completed them before I do. So, yeah, I think that makes you, like, the most quote-unquote hardcore there, Tark. Yeah. Okay. Quote-unquote, yeah. Quote, yeah, very quote-unquote, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Super quote-unquote. Uh, yeah, well, welcome, Flynn. Uh, we're delighted to have you. Uh, being not just a 14 person, I know you personally as, a, as an RPG person and a video game yeah. person, and, like, you're going to bring a lot to the show. So I got to ask you the be-all, end-all question. Your favorite Final Fantasy mainline title. You can only have one. Don't give me this. Well, I kind of like four. I kind of like six. No. Well, I'll one. answer it with my tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> hey, whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay, it's on your arm. All right, it's on oh, your arm. Oh, there you go. Whew. I thought we I thought were about to see. Like, down, yeah, I thought we were about to get a butt cheek. All right, so I'm going to go no. eight. I'm going to go with eight then. huh? So eight. You, you like yeah. the eight. Yeah. There's a squirrel figure uh, right above my finger there. Well, uh, all right, hold on. I'll move, your, the, I'll move your camera I'll down a little so people can see it. There outline. it is. There, there he is. Kind of peek, move the camera down a little bit so you can be. What, what, eight yeah. is not one of the ones you commonly hear as that's yeah. my favorite. What, what, what brought you to eight? I mean, the music's yeah. phenomenal. You know, I, nobody... it was the first, I think it was the first Final Fantasy I ever saw. Oh, it that's wasn't how it works. One yeah. game I had seen. It's hard it's to overcome that seen. nostalgia. Mm. <laughs> yeah. And weird enough, I was like, I want to play this game after <laughs> uh, the moment I saw it, Nate, just because it looked cool. Yeah. And it was the car rental service station in Esther. <laughs> so the future city at the car rental place, I saw about five minutes of that, and then I just wanted to play the game. <laughs> Jason Winter uh, yeah, in chat called... says, X2 was a good Final Fantasy game, fight me. I actually love the combat slash... Costume yes. slash job system yeah. yes. in X2 I agree with you a there. lot. I hated the plot. The plot was just... the the stuff yeah. around the combat was like. Yeah. Duh. <laughs> yeah, I did like some uh, of their systems. I was, I was a bit disappointed with Ten Two because I did uh, pre-order Unlimited Saga just for that uh, DVD that came with it. That set up Ten Two was like, yeah, they could have gone so much further with this, with down a uh, sphere of Shuyin. Being held in uh, Bavel. Uh, so, best villain of all time, then? Ooh, that's a great question. There is a correct uh, answer to this. For me, it's Gaius. Being a, being a 14 player. Uh, Gaius has been up there for quite a while. Did me. you say Gaius? Even from though he's 13? Now redeemed. Uh, Gaius van Belsa. Oh, Gaius. I thought you said Caius. Yes. I was like, what the fuck? Well, I do enjoy Caius. Caius? From, uh, <laughs> like, 32. I, 
I said Caius. I was like, what? What is going on? This, this show has just fallen into pandemonium. We're now seeking a new host for episode 102. It's 102. We're just going to go ahead and need a new host. Well, welcome to the show, I'll my have friend. To bring the chaos. Welcome to the show, my friend. Hey, not a lot going on in uh, 14 this week. We do have Tark the Treasure Trove coming back. Guess what Yay. is yet again not on the freaking prize list? For the damn treasure trove. Uh, your your Taoist Moogle. Indeed. Indeed. Yeah. Not on there again. It was the first thing I checked. And I was like, come on, yeah. just cycle That's back through. It's been like four Moogle events without it Sorry, cycling dude. back through. I don't I don't even Sorry. remember why I don't have it. Like I, I think I, it's only been on the treasure trove twice. Twice. And it's like yeah. existence. Yeah. But so. I, I don't remember why, like I because Every time the treasure trove comes around, I check what's there. Is there a new minion? Boom, go get the stones. Go get the damn thing. I, I must have been, like, really busy both times that just totally have missed. Hey, there's a minion I don't have as part of the rewards. <sighs> so aggravating. Just circle back around. But that does give us, uh, gang, pretty much confirmation of patch of, of 6.4, yeah. mm -hmm. right? That That's, that's probably going to be May 23rd now. Like we knew it was late Usually, May. Typically, yeah, the yeah we knew it was going to be late May, so that was kind of like 16, 23rd, if they really wanted to kick it the thirtieth. Uh, but since the the thing begins on the twenty fourth, uh, April twenty fourth, and lasts a month, it means we'll probably be looking at May twenty third for six four. And live letter then the twelfth, patch notes on the nineteenth. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. Sounds it, about right. It all the formula. Very predictable. Yeah. It's all mapping up, but really, that's it. Like nothing else. Like there was no Tark. Did you even see any like drama in the Final Fantasy Reddits or anything this week? It was. I know we didn't do a show last week, but it was kind of quiet. Um, not really. Yeah. Did you find something? No. No. Nothing. No, nothing. It seems quite Damn. quiet <laughs> to be fair. Nothing board. seems to be on fire. I mean, a lot of people are expressing the same I mean, concerns that we've expressed. Something, right? Yeah, a lot of people have expressed the same concerns we've expressed on the show that like maybe the new patch cadence schedule and the extra two weeks and like, you know, mm -hmm. uh, Yoshi P being pulled away to do FF16, although they'll tell you up and down, I'm just the producer, so it doesn't take anything away, yeah. but that's uh -huh. also Business Creative <laughs> 3, so it's not just Yoshi P being pulled, you know, it's, it is, it's still just, I'm seeing a lot of that kind of angst on the patches are feeling a little bit lighter, and they're a little bit further away. I wonder. I mean, Flynn, you you probably you probably don't even notice this yet, right? Because you guys are like jumping into content you guys never explored before. So there's like a whole world of shit for you to do right now. Yeah, but there's. Uh, I've been playing this game for years now, so I'm used to how the patch cycles are. Yeah, uh, it's a. It does get very much a case of. Because of it's so rigid, every four months you're predicting there's a major patch. You know you just have to make your own content pretty much after week two. <laughs> you have to find something to do with your own time. Whether it's, you know, capping your tones, whether it's with the PvP, this, now, the other. Or playing something else. Yeah. <laughs> so how... But I, Go ahead. It has gotten stale over the years. It has gotten really stale. The more jobs we get, the staler it feels. Yeah, we've talked about that before, too. Kind of like the jobs being pretty homogenized and you know 
We'll see. I mean, the fan fest is right around the corner. We know we're going in a whole new direction. Hopefully, story wise, it hopefully that leads and visually with graphics. Uh, hopefully that you know transitions into a whole new way of doing some other things too, particularly gearing. Yeah. Yoshi P, gearing, please, gearing. Tark, how you uh, faring in uh, Ultimate? Uh, so we've made progress, yay! Um, but we still have this overriding. We can't seem to get you know, all three days and a consistent basis and all 12 hours of those. So it's slow, but there's been progress. I guess we're going to keep going even with the new raid tier. Um, so I'm going to be raiding a lot on 14. I might become a raid logger at that point. Like <laughs> I'm just, just enough. <laughs> just I come on the lane and then I got to go. Where, where, where are you at in but, the fight um, right now? Uh, we have seen phase three, but I'm the only one that's actually three for three and surviving the transitions. Gotcha. So gotcha. I'm the gotcha. man. <laughs> You're still never going to convert to PC, huh? Oh, I, I, I'm so comfortable with the controller. I just might as well just play it on you the do PlayStation. You do PC. That's all I do. <laughs> yeah, I still find that amazing. because I Well, I, I find it amazing because I know the high-end rig you bought like a year ago. <laughs> and it's like I'm amazed you weren't like I'm amazed you were, yeah you were getting fired up as a streamer and all that stuff and you bought a nice rig we talked about all the different parts and everything and I was like oh this uh -huh. dude's surely gonna buy a copy of Final Fantasy to throw it on that beast and you know still just boots up his PlayStation oh, no. 5 oh. let's go I originally bought it for PC and then I had to switch to console because the X couldn't handle doing controller so I was like alright I'll sacrifice I'll go to I'll figure it out on controller and you can go to PC. So, and she has my Kate Sith. She has my Kate Sith minion. I'm sad. Anyways. <laughs> I mean, there's a joke there, but I'm not going <laughs> to. It's like, was that part of the settlement? Was that, was that like. <laughs> well, I'll get the kids on these days. You get the kids on these days. This is what we're doing with the house. But damn it, I'm taking the Kate Sith minion. That's, I'll be damned if you get that. That's mine. All right, let's talk about something a little more cheerful than divorce settlements and Final <laughs> Fantasy 14 minions may or may not being in the paperwork. So, gentlemen, uh, I don't know if you know, uh, but Sony runs a little thing they like to call the state of play. Yes. Um, you know, it's basically their, hey, we're not going to E3 show. And <laughs> the last one, yeah. which uh, aired just before the show, would have aired last week, but we took the week off to kind of reorganize. Um, they, they showed a little bit of Final Fantasy. So just, just a little bit. Just a little bit. Just about 23 minutes, all Final Fantasy 16. Straight top to bottom. Little Yoshi P at the front, little Yoshi P at the back end. The rest of it was gameplay and systems with Koji Fox doing some voiceover of some various things. So about 23 minutes of state of play. Can I just say, first off, aside from this being Final Fantasy 16... Tark, I absolutely adore the state of plays that focus on, like, one or two titles. I agree. I agree. Like, I kind of dig their indie showcase stuff every once in a while where they're showing sure. off games that, like, you may never, ever have seen, right? And when Xbox yeah. does that and stuff like that. But, damn, I love their state of plays when it's like, we got one game, we're going to spend 18 minutes on it. We got two games, we're going to spend 12 minutes each on them. Uh, whether it's Final Fantasy or not, I, I think those are just their better state of plays. Yeah, it feels like a better production value. 
Definitely does. It doesn't feel rushed, and, and you can get into the, the the actual content. Like, what am I looking at? Oh, a two minute trailer for a game I'm going to forget about a week and a half from now. What's, What's next? Funny, a though, two minute trailer I'm going to forget about <laughs> six days from now. Yeah. What's funny though is when it's when it's a single title. Usually, it's a Sony title. The fact that it was a third party title, given the full twenty something minutes, I was like, why isn't this a Square showcase? event and they haven't done one of those in quite a long time so maybe that's why they're just they're like oh it's out of people's minds so we're not going to do it oh you the other you, part is you, you're, you're, you're not sure you're not sure why audience. you're not sure why you're not no, you're I'm not, not sure. sure why because it doesn't have nfts money like that like that's money. just it like sony is paying them money for this to be the exclusive uh, for this to be the money. ps5 you the money. mover the console money like yoshi p's spouting the bullshit line of like this game's only possible because of the power of the ps5 <laughs> bullshit your pc would run it just fine and it will when it comes out on pc at a later date at some point talking about you know the history of square and their ports <laughs> Yeah, that's It'll true. run just fine. Okay. That's true. Well, I mean, the PC can handle it just fine. 14 side dev team might have a bit more faith with a PC port. Well, yeah, I mean, maybe they do a little PC work. I don't know if you know. Business Creative has has done some PC PC stuff before yeah. for a little while. They they've got a little bit of yeah. experience. Uh, and I'll tell you what, man. This state of play was a banger. Like it was, yeah, it was an great. absolute was banger. It is at like 1.2 million views on YouTube. And remember, that doesn't count most of the audience that watched it live or would have watched it on a simulcast somewhere or a live mm -hmm. reaction stream with their favorite streamers or like it, that. Those numbers <laughs> aren't even gaming. in there. The the YouTube videos at 1.2 million views. They just they nailed it with this one. They nailed it. Okay. Uh, even friends of mine who don't play Final Fantasy be talking about it, which is yeah. crazy. Yeah, I mean, it's it's absolutely nuts. The whole thing was gorgeous, and we expect it to. Like, we've seen the graphics and uh, uh, Valisthea, the world, and the combats, mm -hmm. you know, sparkly effects and, and the uh, icons and everything. Like, we, we've seen all that before, but everything, mm -hmm. there were snippets of stuff in this talk that we've seen before. But yeah, but they were just like brief flashes and then continuations where we would see like the Unpolished. next thing. Yeah, the next Unpolished portion. so much. It looked incredible. It just looked incredible from top to bottom. I don't want to get into the whole, I don't want to rehash the whole like action combat versus turn-based. Does this feel Final <laughs> Fantasy or not? Like Tark and I are on record on this show with our opinions. But Flynn, I I'll give you a minute or two here. Like watching this and seeing Devil May Cry Fantasy... Does this kind of not make it a mainline Final Fantasy title for you? Or, I mean, are you so late to the Final Fantasy party with, like, 8 being your first and dabbling in 14 for a little while and then come like, is 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 turn-based not associated with mainline in your head to the way it might be for somebody like Kronos or I, uh, Tark or I? I've played enough side Final Fantasy games that it's always about the story. As long as the story is good... And you know it's Final Fantasy, you got your chocobos, you got your Sid, you know it's Final Fantasy, your brain can't trick you otherwise. Whether it's action or not, like, I'm one of the people who love 15 when it first came out. You know, yeah. Jumping around just, with the glaive. Yeah, it's one of those things that this is, like, my kid's brain 
being played out now. And then, you know, all right, I'm doing a summon of Ifrita Nate. And yeah, he's doing his hellfire and it looks cool, it looks amazing. Now we're actually fighting this Ifrit with Godless, Grandiose, Kaiju battle. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I'm just way too hyped. And I hope to God they don't pull a Kingdom Hearts 3 with these trailers. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. Mm. I'll tell you what, though, Tark, it was nice seeing, uh, like, nods and, and small things that you're like, all right, if it's going to be Final Fantasy, he's got to have this in here somewhere, right? Like, we had previously seen flashes of a Chocobo, for instance, in yeah. previous footage. In this one, we actually see Clive running, uh, running around in it and even doing a little glide off of things. So perhaps that's going to be a mechanic to traverse the world and find secrets and things like that, gliding to different spots. But then we also we also learn about Sid being in the game and Sid's hideaway. Uh, he calls a character mid uh, as well. Then we see a Moogle running the fucking hunt board. Was, that was the one thing I saw, and I was like, oh, no. I'm going to have to do them all. God damn it. <laughs> uh, but so we it was nice to see like all of those nods. We, we still haven't seen, correct me if I'm wrong, we still haven't seen an airship. We saw a ship in this one. That does have rockets, yeah. but they kept it on the water. So I don't know sure. if at some point, maybe later, that ship can fly or not. We know it's not a huge open world. The video did show off kind of like very MMO, fla uh, fast travel capabilities on the world map. So it's not going to yeah. be open world like that. We already knew that. But that doesn't mean you can't have an airship, right? Yeah, well, I mean, It could be a way of traversal <laughs> for cutscenes and stuff like that. I, I, yeah, yeah. There might be airships, but it's not going to be something that's defining. We're exploring with it. Um, the the world map is very Final Fantasy tennis in that way. Um, I was wondering about the linearity. Um, this is kind of showing all of us that you no, know, you're going to go back to these locations that you visited, and you're going to be doing side quests. You're going to be doing hunts. Um, you're going to probably be looking for treasures and puzzles and all that fun stuff. So. Um, getting some more mileage out of these areas than just the first pass through with a story mission. Um, thumbs up for me on that. Yeah. And you Sid's hideaway kind of serves as one of the primary, it's not the only, but it's hubs, one of yeah. the primary hubs for gaining information about or accepting new side quests there, but then also getting new information about side quests that might be elsewhere in the world. Uh, Yoshi P also did at the end of this say, Hey, you know, we still have two months before this game comes out. We're going to be showing more, including side quest stuff, side story stuff, and end game stuff. So, like, that is still to come as far as getting revealed to us exactly what some of those those things are. What did you think? Like, they we've seen combat before, Tark, but uh, in here mm -hmm. they they kind of let it roll, and they also showed some of the ability screens, spending your ability points, and and getting yeah. talents or skills based on. Uh, which icons you're taking them? By the way, Ramu looked badass in this trailer. Oh, yeah. I, I have a awesome. problem with Rama. I have a really. With Rama. Oh, I thought he looked yes. great. What's the your, beard what's your... being tucked into the coat? I'm like, why? Oh, I mean, I well, that was just like one form. Oh, these things get in I mean, the way. They <laughs> get in the way. Trying to drag out this beard and and, and they're going to tuck this it is into his up into your eyes. <laughs> it makes sense. <laughs> Tuck it in, make it look glorious, you're happy. 
But we also we got to see like we everything we've seen besides there was some footage that um, when the press outlets got a hold of the game that they were allowed to show the kind of uh, but mm -hmm. that was very vertical slice limited right like they gave yeah. them abilities that you wouldn't have in that area of the game just for the demo purposes but here we saw Clive like whipping into two or three different icons uh, abilities in chains and then like finishing it off with uh, Odin Zantetsukun, right? Like, it was some amazing combos going on here that I was like, damn, that looks smooth. That looks so that, smooth. That Bahamut stuff looks so good. Like, yes. The tracking circle a la Panzer Dragoon. Oh, we'll talk about that in just a moment. Yeah, yeah. Um, I thought the same the exact player. thing. Yeah. Oh, there's, there's, this is looking so much better. And I told you after it was done, I was like, I was at a nine. This whole thing put me at a 10. I'm just locked in. Let's go. I don't care if I spent $3,000 for a collector's edition. It's awesome. Uh, quick question to deposit to both of you. Uh, do you yeah. ever watch the YouTube videos of like Devil May Cry players to win the insane combos? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's, I, I love that stuff. I can't wait for those players to jump into this. Yeah, well, I mean, the there's there's though. like a leaderboard-esque thing in the game, right? They showed the training area where if you swap abilities oh, yeah. or pick I, up... I, uh, if you swap abilities yeah. or get new equipment, you can hop into like this training area. It's an alternate dimension, yes. and and there were tons of options there. Like you could have your Torgal dog there or not. You could have this turned on or this turned on or this turned on or this meter or this and this and then tons of it here. What enemies do you want to fight? So that you can go in and practice and stuff in there. But as part of that too, there's also a mode where it's like an, they. I think they reference it as an arcade mode in the translation, yeah. where it's you know competing for see how your score for this clear ranks across the world. I was like, that's a cool little feature, too. Tark, it sounded like you had something to say on that one. No, I, I was like, I, I'm not really good at the Devil May Cry series, <laughs> so having a training room is actually kind of appealing. Uh, they, they were, oh, they did uh, provide a little clarity, because I know we kind of, we understood it, I thought, but apparently a lot of people didn't, uh, the whole difficulty thing the the timely yeah. equipment the timely accessories so yeah. people kind of were confused like they got the idea of equipping the timely accessories and you can equip three of them uh and so you can kind of pick like i'm really bad at dodging so i'm going to wear the precision dodge one you know and it'll automatically yeah. do that for me or something like that whatever you want to grab but then they also didn't understand at the beginning of the game that the selection between story mode and action mode and them yeah. also saying there is no difficulty meter and then them people saying well what what the hell's the choice there the the difference yeah. they were very they were detailed about it this time if you pick story mode the timely accessories are automatically equipped for you that's the only difference like they they yeah. automatically exactly. equip them for you where if you go into the action <laughs> mode you're playing the game and if you want to equip the timely accessories at some point you can you just have to put them on that's the difficulty if i modifier. remember yeah, if I remember, they said uh, during the normal mode, you have to find the items or purchase them or mm -hmm. whatever later into yeah. the game as well. Yeah. So they did go into a little more it. detail there. Uh, Tark, I'm going to let you go because I we thought the exact same thing. We sick, we get to see like the icon versus icon battles, and they showed yeah, way more at the end than I thought they were going to show. Like we saw Ifrit, we saw Phoenix, we saw Bahamut, we saw a flash of Odin, but they didn't put his name on the screen. They didn't put his name or health bar. He just kind of came down, slashed yeah, a tower, and then disappeared. Like, so I don't know. 
what was going on there. We saw Ramu, we saw Titan, we saw a variant of Titan. Uh, yeah, we Paul saw, Titan. yeah, uh, we saw Shiva. We, we, I mean, it, they showed off a, t- oh, we saw Typhon, uh, which was one I didn't expect to see. Like that was really, really cool showing all of those fights. And yes, the Phoenix Bahamut sequence in that icon fight <laughs> looked exactly like it was ripped out of Panzer Dragoon. And I am 100% here for it. Oh, yeah. I, uh, go ahead, Flynn, if you have some. Yeah, so for me, it's scummy ship, so it reminds me of that, which is obviously, again, <laughs> referring back to Panzer. But it was that point, it's like, oh, God, don't show too much, don't show too much. I don't want a Kingdom Hearts 3 wave, just show me 80% of the game. Don't, don't, don't. <laughs> but uh, just watching the B-roll quickly, just to cut it off, whoever was in charge of doing the transitions, doing Phoenix Shift, needs a raise. They are so beautifully yeah. done. Tark, you, you're down for Panzer, right? I, I'm down for the Panzer Dragoon, and I was really, you know, curious about because they were saying that each of these big icon fights are going to feel a lot different, like a whole different gameplay mode. And they were showing the Titan and if uh, Garuda and Ifrit fight ad nauseum. Yeah, it's a big wrestling mashup fight, fighter style. Um, to see this Phoenix Bahamut fight with this style. Now I'm like, oh, I now now I can't wait to see what else they have in store for us. Uh, uh, I, my mind was blown. Yeah. And it was it looked absolutely amazing. Uh, yeah. I will say there was one portion that I was kind of like, that that looks dumb. That looks dumb. Oh yeah. So we know the quick time events, right? And we kind of laughed at their <laughs> trying to sell quick time events. By telling you like they're not really mandatory, it really doesn't impact anything, and we we view them as slow time events. And we we joked on the show that was like, <laughs> if you ever had to sell quick time events, don't ask Creative Unit Three to do it. Like this was <laughs> horrible the way they tried to sell quick time <laughs> events. I mean, yeah, so I don't load like screens. Right. <laughs> the thing I did not like was they they did kind of show a sequence where Clive gets knocked on his back. And the antagonist jumps on him and is coming down with a dagger. And it's a it's a mash uh, square sequence to trigger a cinematic thing where he kicks the antagonist off of him and, you know, throws him away. What I thought was really dumb looking was you're sitting there mashing X. The camera's all close on Clive laying on his back. This dagger coming down towards his throat. Boom, he pushes, he punches, he kicks. The guy goes flying back and everything. Clive stands up and the camera pulls back slightly. There's an AI teammate and the Torgal standing there. Right and next I'm, to you. Right next to you. Why didn't they like, help you? Uh, exactly. I'm like, why was this a quick time event? <laughs> like, And my AI, you have no control over your AI partners when they join you. Yeah. Apparently, they do say they will adapt to the way you play. Uh, yeah, I'll believe that when I see it. Um, you do have some mild control over your Torgol dog, uh, where you can sick him on people and stuff like that. It just looks so dumb doing a quick time button mash to get this guy off of you. And Clive stands up and he's got two friends standing there that were just like watching him get murked on the ground. And they're like, well, I hope that I'll bastard be- press X uh, presses square fast enough. <laughs> otherwise, you, Clive. otherwise, Torgo, I- you want to go eat? You, know, you want to go catch some dinner? Like, <laughs> Sid'd be like, 
You know, Clive, I had doubts that you were going to pull through on that. Yeah. I'm glad you did. <laughs> I'm, and we can keep our adventure going now. I'm very proud of you. I'm very proud of you. Very proud. Uh, of you. It'll just be sitting on the side with an eyeball, just biting it, going, Come on, kid. I could have pressed the button faster than that. Come yeah. On now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was a little weird. Like, the camera panned back, and I had to pause it. And go, I was like, Wait, were they just standing? At my yeah. head and shoulders, just watching me almost get stabbed in the neck. Why didn't just one of them? You know, why? Why'd you force <laughs> yeah. this quick time button press thing in there? Just I am wondering if some of the quick time events if they're just trying to trigger it to quickly load in the rest of what it needs, so that could have been the immediate start of an encounter, just to load the AI in and you know all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I mean, we'll see. We'll see. I'm, I'm, Tark, I'm right with you, man. Like, I was already hyped for this. And yeah, I have my gripes about it not being turn based and you maybe not fulfilling my idea in my head of a mainline Final Fantasy title and what that entails. But this is the reality of where it's going, regardless of whether I like it or not. I can appreciate this as a game. I'm, I'm already seeing people, and I have for a long time, actually, uh, game of the year when it comes out, just like immediately mm. granting it. I hate that stuff, right? Yeah. Like, obviously, it looks yeah. great. We're enjoying everything we're seeing. I think they're going about the marketing in a super intelligent way, which doesn't surprise me because it's Yoshi P having a little more control than just your general Square Enix producer um, in revealing, you know, small bits of pieces at a time, not revealing things until they're ready, just like very intelligently marketed. 1.2 million views. In a, in a little over a week. Like, you can't argue with that. Um, I am beyond thrilled at what I'm probably going to see here. But to your point earlier, Flynn, yeah, we know the basic concept of how this story starts. But if they don't nail the story, forget Game of the Year. Like, just forget yeah. it. Oh, yeah. Well, it, I mean, it's got a tall order with freaking Tears of the Kingdom. I mean, but yeah. Like a lot of the presentation they're doing with the game now, it's like people call it uh, Final Fantasy May Cry, but oh, yeah. seeing this as well is more Witcher May Cry. Yeah, with the way they do the map and the Witcher Three managed to make the world feel alive. Every story went into felt like it it was meant for that world. So <laughs> I'm hoping that's what they nail by shrinking down things so they can dance the zones that need to. And with the age transition. Hopefully we'll see a uh, side quest you do in this town during uh, Clive's 20s. Uh, it'll have consequences when he's back there in his 30s. Yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll see. We don't like know the intricacy of that. We do know yeah. that we start in our uh, 20s uh, in the game, but then there are they said there's playable content from Clive in his teens, so you can see how he shaped and gotten to where he is today, and then the game proceeds into his 30s. So you're looking at about a two-and-a-half, three-decade span of lore dump uh, sometime in the game. And remember, they said the game proper, what was it, like 30, 35 hours, Tark? Uh, 70 to uh, 80 if you did all of the side content. Yeah, 30 to 40, I thought. Something like 30 that. 30 to 40. And then, like, yeah, 70, 80 if you wanted to this do This marble, by the way, looks amazing. Marble! Oh, <laughs> What I was, I, again, they look, they looked fantastic. <laughs> and then when they showed him, like Clive, start fighting him, and it shows Clive at level five. I was like, really? <laughs> I'm fighting Morbles at level five? 
the hell am I fighting at 10 and 20 and 30 and 40 then? Because marbles are no yeah. joke, dude. This game wants to kill you. It definitely does. <laughs> Doc Holiday in chat saying, I was hyped about it. Now I'm overhyped. And yeah, I think it's fair to be. It Everything yeah. is looking great. Here's the moment I was talking about, actually. Square, 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 square. Don't stab me. Don't stab me. Don't stab me. Don't stab me. Cool. Got him off me. Have a punch to the face. Throw you back. Stand up. Oh, there's a Torgal. Oh, there's an AI companion. What the hell, guys? You just stood there. <laughs> you just stood uh, did there. Did that show a bit of this assassin in the previous trailer, I think? Yeah. I think it was actually in the very first one, wasn't it? This was like the pri the 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 most bad guy that we saw in in like one of the very first combat trailers. This is the first part of any trailer that I've seen him get his ass whooped. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so here's where we go start going into like kind of one-off fights. Not the icon versus icon, but Clive versus somebody. Uh, and in some of them, it's Clive fighting Efreet and, and stuff like that before they turn into Icon versus Icon fights. Uh, could these look any more MMO Final Fantasy XIV trial, Tark? Like oh, yeah. AoEs, uh, expanding from the target, round arena with fire all around it for the Ifrit fight. And I'm like, okay, yeah, uh, here we go. He sells and Tirada. Um, and yeah. line AOEs for crying out loud. Yeah. So we're like, oh, dude, dodge the checkered pattern. Yeah. Uh, as soon as I saw it, I was like, I'm, I'm where's the Fevis we have to kill? I'm well trained. I'm well trained on this stuff already. Let's go. Yep. Yeah. It's I, I can't wait. I literally can't. We got two months, gang. Two months. June 22nd. Yeah. So two months and two days, I guess, if you want to be super technical about it. Uh, yeah. I <laughs> I can't wait for it yet. I'm going to be visiting family during. <laughs> Uh, the day uh, uh, day before the release, so I'll be taking my PS5. I'll be on a <laughs> shitty little 1080i TV, so it's not going to look amazing. Who cares? Like, it'll it'll still be weeks. gorgeous. It'll still be gorgeous. Oh, it'll still be gorgeous. Then I'll come home and, to the 4K site, right? Fresh, save, <laughs> start yeah. again. I've made my mistakes. The reason Square is in bed with Sony for this one because of the power of the PS5. It doesn't matter what TV; it's gonna enhance your TV that it looks just immaculate. Okay, <laughs> you could be on a tube TV and it's gonna look like a plasma. Come on, let's go. Power of the PS5. Let's do it. So there is actually a pre-launch celebration here in the states uh, scheduled for June 11th. So if you're in or around the Los Angeles area. June 11th at 3 p.m. Pacific time, 6 p.m. Eastern. It will also be live streamed, so we'll be able to watch it there and talk about it on the show as well. No other details about anything that they're doing. Those are those details are going to come later, but that'll be 11 days before the game launches. There'll be a pre-launch celebration live stream coming from the Square Enix team. I mean, all in all, damn. I mean, it rocked. It literally rocked. Yeah. So good on you, Sony. Good on you. Yeah. I mean, I hope the money's worth it. I hope the money's worth it because you're taking the money or you're spending the money and then you're turning around saying, what if they take Call of Duty from us? <laughs> to be fair, the relationship between Sony and Final Fantasy has been yeah, pretty yeah. strong since 7. Yeah. They always use Final Fantasy to sell PS5s, uh, PlayStations in general, one way or the other. Hey, Tark, we give you uh, some shit every once in a while for how expensive your collector's edition is, but it's actually becoming not a joke. Uh, <laughs> some of these uh, PS5 collector's editions are absolutely ridiculous. £999.99 
that's about twelve hundred dollars U.S. Legitimately, not not the joke I made earlier. These people reselling them? Yeah, this is, is people reselling them oh. on eBay. Uh, not just the Final Fantasy sixteen one selling for about twelve hundred dollars. Uh, but also the Final Fantasy Pixel Remaster Anniversary well, Edition. One, you know, the fly-by-night collector set. <laughs> yeah. The, under the stealth of night without any sort of advertising <laughs> that this is going on. Super limited quantities, you know, enough for like 10 people to get. It's, it's ridiculous. I, I And I told Flynn this. I am not picking up Pixel Remaster on the console. I want to. I want to so bad. I refuse to. But yeah. I, I, I refuse to because I can't get a physical copy. Uh, that's another thing too like the the final fantasy digital cards final fantasy 7 digital cards we've talked about on the show um the the cards themselves look gorgeous you know Mm -hmm. and one or two of my local game stores where i play final fantasy tcg they have them and i've wanted to pick up a box or two but i'm like i can't i I can't support this like i know they're not selling the nfts that like the product is actually physical cards and they are gorgeous but they are random, so I don't want to get into involved in trying to grab the whole set. I already do that with Final Fantasy uh, TCG. But, you know, they do have the NFT stuff in there to try and entice you to get on their stupid platform and everything. And I'm just like, I can't support this. As beautiful these cards are, I'll wait till somebody's selling a full set somewhere and I'll give them the money. Uh, kind of like, you know, sure. if you want to boycott an Activision title, go buy the game used, right? Because Activision gets none of that money. Baron's asking if I'm reselling. Well, I, you know, as of right now, I paid three thousand five hundred for it, so I probably have to. Yeah, you gotta wait a little while. Yeah, you gotta wait a little while. You gotta wait a little while. Maybe in a year. Yeah, I don't open it. That's it. I just don't open it. It means I don't play it. Oh, that doesn't sound good. Hey, so guys, Mm. I figured Flynn's here. Let's have a little guessing game. Like, welcome to the show, guessing game. Okay. Uh, I was interested, and this is Square Enix, right? As a as a whole. So not, you know, this was Square, this was Enix, then it was Square Enix. Like, this is just Square Enix as a whole, treating them as if they were all one company for all of history, right? Um, I have in front of me, I was very curious, like, what is the best-selling Final Fantasy? What is the best-selling Dragon Quest? What is the best-selling this? And and then that kind of turned into I was bored doing the show notes, and I was like, yeah, let's say I need something to close the show with. Let me just look at their best-selling games, period. Like, just Square's best-selling games, period. So I'm going to tell you, I'm looking at uh, their 30 best-sellers on the software side of things. And remember, it doesn't matter if it was made by Enix when it was just Enix or made by Square when it was just Squaresoft. They're all on this list or have potential to be on this list because they're all in the Square Enix library. Uh, I will tell you, that the top 50 list only includes things that have crossed the 5 million unit mark. Okay. So every single game that is on this top 30 list has sold at least 5 million units. Tark. Yeah. What is the highest selling Final (sighs) Fantasy mainline title on this list? And where do you think it falls? I think it's Final Fantasy 10 and where it falls as far as the overall of square enix maybe fourth 
And remember, a chat, just to be clear, because I know people are going to go, well, Final Fantasy fourteen has made the most money over time, and eleven was before that. We're not talking about cash. We're talking about units sold. So how many boxes? How many boxes? So you're going to say Final Fantasy ten, and where do you think it is, roughly? I'll give you within within like one. Fourth or fifth? Yeah. Okay, you nailed where Final Fantasy ten is. It's fifth. Oh, okay, cool. It's fifth. It's not the top. It is not the top. It's not even okay. in the top three. Oh, Jesus. Final Fantasy X is fifth on the list with 10.1 million units sold. 10,177,600 yeah, to be exact. So there are three, there are four titles above it in the Square Enix library. Three of them are Final Fantasy related. Wow. Flynn can, wow. You, or, or mainline Final Fantasies. Flynn, can you name one of them? Are we counting re-releases as well? Um, we, I'll say, I'll, I'll, pu- I'll put it this way: we could, but there would be like a clear difference between um, a Final Fantasy VI on the SNES versus Final Fantasy VI uh, as part of a compilation on the PlayStation One. Yeah. Final Fantasy VII on the PlayStation One would be different from the Final Fantasy VII remake. Like they would be separate entities; they would not have their sales combined. Yeah, uh, more obviously, like, uh, 7 would be my guess, but it's like, it came out on PS1, and it came out on the PlayStation Store, and released as itself yeah. multiple times. Right, so, but that, so yeah, that, would but that would count. That would count. Yeah, like, if it was a PlayStation 1 discs, and you bought it, or the PlayStation 1 version went on the PlayStation Store, and you bought it, those would count as Final Fantasy 7. What wouldn't count is if you bought the Final Fantasy 7 remake. That would count as a box unit yeah. for the Final Fantasy 7 remake. Yeah, I'd have to go seven. Where do you think it is? Top three. It's top one. It was number one, huh? Number one. Final Fantasy uh, seven, 13.258 million. 13.25. That means, though, Tark, that there are two other Final Fantasies that are in between ooh. Final Fantasy seven at number one, and Final Fantasy X at number five. One of them should be super easy. Just, you know, okay, yeah. 11 and 14, they make a ton of cash. But one of those has also moved a lot of boxes. (laughs) Maybe 14, then. Yeah, 14 14 has moved a ton of boxes. A ton of boxes. 10.5 million. That puts it at fourth. So somewhere in, bet- in second and third, there was one more Final Fantasy. Um, I would be stunned. I was shocked by this. I'd be stunned if you got this. And maybe it, maybe it is. It's fucking 15. Yeah. 15 comes in the third, 10.9. As far as, and I don't know the exact ah. date. So let's say that these are the sales numbers within like the last six months, seven months or so. Uh, 14 is going to pass 15 very quickly here, particularly with an expansion coming up. Uh, but mm. right now, as of these, it was third. Here's the interesting the hype thing. Train behind it, I'm not too surprised. Here's the interesting thing. At number one is Final Fantasy VII. Three is 15. Four is 14. Five is 10. That means number two, based on what I've told you, goes to a non-Final Fantasy game, Tark. What is it? Dragon Quest Eleven. Eh, nice try. <sighs> Got a guess, Flynn? 
Oh. It's called just Square and it's like, yeah, they did have Tomb Raider for a while. <laughs> Look at you! Uh, Look at the big big brains on Brad. He got it. It's Tomb Raider, the 2013 Tomb Raider. It sold 11 million units. Wow. Yeah, the 2013 one. Uh, rounding out the top 10, Final Fantasy VI is number 7th, and that includes the SNES Classic bundles. Uh, 8 is Tomb Raider 2 at 8 million units. 9 is The Secret of Mana, including the SNES Classic bundle. Um, and number 10 is Final Fantasy VIII for you, uh, Flynn. At 7.7 million. So a Dragon Quest title does not even hit the top 10. Not even hit the top 10. Maybe that's why they're reworking combat. Where do you (laughs) think the highest ranking Dragon Quest is, Tark? And where is it on the list? Uh, I think it's got to be 11. I mean, I feel like that's sold like gangbusters, especially with the re-releases and the S S Definitive Editions. Um, But... Knowing all that, maybe 15th? Close. 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 11th is a Tomb Raider game. 15 is a Tomb Raider game as well. So is 13, Rise of the Tomb Raider. Uh, 14 is Kingdom Hearts 3. 16 mm. is Near Automata. And number 17 is the first Dragon Quest. Flynn, can you name which one it is? I'd say 8. That would have been my guess too. Uh, that would have been my guess too. It's actually Dragon Quest three. Uh, yeah, which I can't one. argue with. Yeah, good... Dragon yeah. Quest eight actually comes in at twenty third. With it's just closing in on six billion units. It was actually a pretty surprising list. What I think was the most surprising is a Just Cause game makes the list. Just Cause two wow. comes in at nineteen, and then everything else is either a Tomb Raider, a Final Fantasy, a Kingdom Hearts, a Dragon Quest or the one lone kind of near automata and the one lone secret of mana. There is not a hitman on this list at all. There there's so many other square properties that I'm just like wow. They like even <sighs> 10, 15, 20 years later they never crossed the 5 million mark. Does Square still own Kato? Uh I don't think so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, cuz I was think <laughs> that's where my brain was going it's like it's got to be some sort of retro game. Because, like, you look at sales of, you know, somebody who says space. Oh, no, I'm wrong. Apparently, it still is. Yeah, apparently, it still is as as of right now. It's still owned 100% a wholly owned subsidiary of Square. But, yeah. Space, inv- as far as gross revenue, Space Invaders, to your point, is is the top of the list. Estimated <laughs> gross uh, with no inflation is $3.8 billion in revenue. Uh, with inflation, that would be $14.4 billion. From Space Invaders, and then Final Fantasy XIV's right behind it, with eleven uh, right behind that. Interesting, yeah. I, I just thought it was a little interesting, but I do have to say, what the hell, man? I'm Square just tripling down, and I, IGN is the headline dead on here, tripling down on the whole blockchain shit, even as other publishers are just fleeing it. Square Enix announcing a partnership um to with elixir which is a three web three gaming platform with the intent of quote creating visibility and adoption of web three games among traditional gamers uh basically ign kind of pegs it you know this seems to be a platform like a digital distribution gaming platform that 
kind of wants to put Web3 games right alongside non-Web3 games so that you as the consumer will just generally start accepting them as part of your digital storefront and maybe not even bother researching which ones are Web3 blockchain related and which ones aren't. And Square Enix wants to be a part of that, so they've signed a new partnership. Yay. Hey, I don't think it's fully down to just Square Enix wanting to push it. I think it's also like the Japanese Prime Minister pushing it like no tomorrow as oh, well. Oh, yeah. But there's so many subsidiaries for game companies now. Yeah, invest in this and we're going to relieve some of the tax costs for you. And with Square wanting to just make extra money at the minute, I'm not too surprised they're trying to push it more. Because it is Japan, new technology. We must push, push. We are yeah, the technological I, I don't, and maybe I'm just oblivious. I, you know, I don't hear about Sony or Capcom or uh, Bandai Namco pushing this crap on us. So, like, uh, maybe... Maybe Square is desperate for money. I mean, they did sell three studios for three hundred million. So uh, I, you know, I don't know. That turned around and bit <laughs> them right in the ass. Yeah. Embracer yeah. was like, "Hey, Amazon, sign this six hundred million dollar contract, yeah. and we'll let you borrow Ta-da! the Lord of the Rings IP. We'll let you borrow it." <laughs> we made our investment back, and we didn't have to make a game. Uh, speaking of investment, Tark, before we head over and do yeah. love it or leave it, you bought a game this week because I it did. finally hit. Your break price point. What did you buy, yeah. and what was the price you ended up getting it? We Look got first spoken. You, you, well, you yeah. said you were going to, but you were going to wait yeah. till it got discounted a little bit. Yeah, because yeah, it I, wasn't I worth felt... seventy dollars. It was mediocre. And blah blah blah. Yeah. So I was waiting. You know, I, I figured thirty nine ninety nine that forty dollar mark seemed right for this game and all the reviews and everything. Oh, okay, cool. So you paid forty bucks. No, no, no. I didn't. Oh, oh, you got an even better deal. Yeah, I got an even better deal. Oh, cool. Yeah. How much? Uh, you know, what it says 29? No, no, less than 30. Uh, did I get it for 20? Nope, nope, less than that. Oh, you must I have bought it, it used the Met- then. That's used, right? No, no, no. This is this is this is properly sealed. Oh. With the with the L- Yep. If regular fully this is brand you new. You didn't pay $20 for it? I didn't even pay $20. I didn't even pay $10. Okay, but I did didn't you pay steal a it? Penny. No, did someone just throw it at you. Is it just play someone this threw game? it at me and I caught it? Yes, that's it. That's what happened. <laughs> someone, I accidentally bought this here. You can have it. No, that's not what happened. No, GameStop had a, a deal the one of their buy one get ones. Um, so I bought uh, I and I made sure so that it can't even ha- catch me on a technicality here. Okay, I made sure to buy a new copy of Fire Emblem Three Hopes. Because a used copy would have been cheaper than Forspoken. So I bought a new copy of Three Hopes. Oh, yeah. So then you would have paid for Forspoken and gotten Fire Emblem yes, for free. Exactly. <laughs> and then I'd be caught on a kid technicality. So I bought a new copy of Three Hopes and I got Forspoken for free. Um, <laughs> they were, I was looking for. Square Enix is like, I got this stack of coasters. That. You want one? <laughs> I was literally looking for anything else to spend that, you know, that get free on anything else. But everything else I either had or didn't want. So I was like, well, I guess I'm getting first book. <laughs> Screw it. Let's slide over yeah. and do Love It or Leave It. <laughs> Tark, you should uh, throw that into your bundle for your collector set. You want to buy my collector set? You also get four. Sp- it might bring the value down. It might. Never mind. Don't do that. Yeah. Don't do that. 
Hey, love it or leave it, this is the way we end every episode of The Relic Grind here. It's where I give you something Square Enix related. Could be a game, a feature in a game, a press release, something they did, something they said, or even just something tangentially related because it's my show and I'm allowed to do whatever the hell I want. And you tell me whether you love it, want more of it, or leave it, and I'm going to make it real easy for everybody because I want people to put it in the comments, their feelings. Did you feel as excited as we did for this? So, Tark, love it or leave it, the state of play. Uh, you know, I, I, I'm begrudging Square getting so invested in Sony, but not actually making the jump to be part of Sony and cutting Xbox out and throwing a few giblets and little treats over there to Nintendo to keep them placated. But like, don't these two just need to get together? Like, why is this a state of play? This should be a Square showcase. God, I'm so mad about no, this was awesome. I loved it. Yeah, yeah that's what I thought. It was so good. <laughs> it was so good. <laughs> Doc Holiday in chat highlighting and in all caps, love it. I gotta agree. I like it's a kind of a no-brainer for for me. It was great. But there are some people that maybe this isn't just this was kind of like, well, I really know what I'm gonna get, and this isn't what I want in a Final Fantasy mainline. So definitely let us know in the comments. Whether you love or leave this state of play in particular for Final Fantasy 16. That's two love it's. Flynn, I'm going to give you the final word as your first ever relic grind. Simply inject it in my veins. I need it now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say that that's a love it. Gang, that's going to do it. I love it. Yes. <laughs> that's going to do it here for us on the relic grind. Uh, yes, Faye will be streaming after the show. So, chat, don't go anywhere. She just couldn't be here pre-show to make sure that she was introduced during the show proper so we'll relabel the stream and bring it back up we'll of course be back next thursday remember no gaming gumbo this saturday i'll be in florida at final fantasy uh trading card games first materia cup in north america uh for like three years now it's gonna be finally nice mm. to have a tournament of about 100 people and try and lock in my nats qualifier if possible early in the competitive season that way i can just Smack around for the rest of the competitive season. We'll see what happens, though. <laughs> There's going to be plenty of competition there. So no Gaming Gumbo Absolutely. Saturday, but we'll be back next week. Until then, Flynn, wonderful job, my friend. Where can everybody follow you? Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Flynn underscore Lawlight. You can find me over on Twitch at Mavane Crisis. I swear like a trooper, I am Welsh. I will swear nonstop. <laughs> Just a warning from this family-friendly environment. Not and a also problem. follow us on Twitter. And those, and those in the UK use the C word, you know, as a, as a normal. <laughs> We're like the Australians. It's a greeting. It's a greeting. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Tark? Twitch, Twitter, YouTube, all at Tarkov Gaming. Uh, playing Final Fantasy 14, just raid logging pretty much. I need to get back to Omni, but it's like such a struggle. I got a PvP. God, there's so much to do in 14. Uh, let's see. Ready Tech Radio Saturday nights playing Final Fantasy 15. We're on chapter six. We got Garuda. That was awesome. That Final Fantasy 14 crossover. Um, and you yeah, don't follow me on Twitter where I, you know, talk about my struggles with quitting smoking. So that's always good. I'm Mike Byrne. You can follow me right there. Why well, I put the slide up my, at Magic Man One, but more importantly, follow at RC Radio R A I D E O, and you'll know every time we go live with a podcast or one of our streamers is hanging out, and you should too. Until next time, gang, stay safe. We'll see you on the servers. Later. It's on the collector's edition for 4,500. Let's go.